Holy shit, it's been a year, man. Uh, this is the Nightmare Effect with Markeen, Nightmare Baller, whatever you want to call me. Tons of different names, you know what I'm saying? I go by everything. And uh, I, I can't even say this is going to be consistent because I always lie to y'all and say this is going to be consistent. It, it might not be. It may be. I don't know. But uh, I was inspired by the discourse of the Wrestling Observer Awards and everything else that people are talking about. Like, it's a lot of things that have happened since the last time I've been here. And I figure I should just hit some of them. I'm not going to review Wrestle Kingdom because it's been too much now. Uh, I'm not going to review Castle Attack, but I will give quick thoughts on it here and there. But that's not why I got on here. Uh, I wanted to talk about the Wrestling Observer Newsletter Awards and some of the weird things about COVID and uh, what the hell is New Japan doing and exploding barbed wire deathmatch. What the hell? Uh, <laughs> uh, a lot of things of have happened so i figured i should just touch on some of them let's start with the wrestling observer newsletter awards and very unprofessionally on the air uh i'm gonna um actually look up all the winners and shit. <laughs> but the main idea of me even talking about this is the discourse of the fucking um the fucking fan base that seems to care more than like they should like the people that i've seen get the maddest about this are the are the WWE diehards when really that award that award show was never gonna cater to you. It, it just never was the case. I think we all can agree, even if you like the WWE creatively, you know what I mean. Even, you know what I'm saying. Even if you think, oh, you know, they I enjoy what they do most of the time, right? I think you can even agree that they had a less than year. You know what I mean? They drove people off. They did not adapt to the pandemic well at first. I think we all, hopefully, most people can all agree on that. You know what I mean? They, they did not handle this well. And AEW won a lot of the awards because more than most people, they handled it well. You know what I mean? They, they, I didn't like everything they did. And I think most people with brains can admit that they weren't perfect. But, like, bro, like, they, they were the ones that suffered the least from the pandemic. Everyone suffered from the pandemic, but they were the ones that took the least, you know, amount of, you know, amount of hit from the pandemic. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, like, it's just, you know, it, it is what it is, man. Like, pe people, like, and the weird thing is, I got, as I said, I'm not an AEW guy. I'm a, I'm a New Japan guy. Like, lately, I've been, not even just New Japan, I've been mostly into, like, you know, Puro, like shit from Japan. Yeah, you know I mean, and I, I, and Japan was heavily un, underrepresented at, you know, what I'm saying during them awards, and I don't really care because I understand why. Like, you know, what I mean, a lot of shit in Japan took a hit because you know it lacked the buzz because everybody, um, isn't it? Everybody, you know, everybody. Fuck, what was I saying? Fuck. Yeah, everybody, everybody took a hit. You know, what I mean, everyone. We're, we're all less than because you know what I'm saying, COVID, and it is what it is. Like I'm not mad about it. It just it just is what it is, man. But uh, let me go over these awards, man. Let me go over these awards. I'll have the rankings in front of me. I just have the winners because uh, I'm not subscribed to the newsletter anymore. I haven't been for a long time. It's nothing against the newsletter, but I had to start making cuts. And uh, Dave was just Dave and Brian were one of the casualties. So it is what it is. Our wrestler of the year, which encompasses everything from performance to drawability 
to basically everything was John Moxley. And I don't think anyone can uh I don't think anyone can dis- dispute that. He's been the hottest wrestler in the world. He was the guy that um Yeah, I mean carry AEW. Uh bought a lot of buzz to New Japan while holding the the US title, even if he couldn't defend it. You know what I mean? Like the the angle with Kenta was one of the most talked about things. I know it happened this year, but still, you know what I mean? He's he's a hot commodity. He's the hottest commodity in pro wrestling. It just is what it is. And in, in addition to being a damn good worker, you gotta go with John Moxley. You know what I mean? I don't even think I don't even think that one is debatable at all. You have to go with John Moxley there. Most outstanding wrestler, Kenny Omega. See, here's here's my thing, right? Like, okay, yes, Kenny Kenny was great. Kenny was great this year or last year. He was really great. But, like, the reason why I won't go with Kenny is because I feel like Goshizaki was more outstanding. Goshizaki had more match of the year candidates, in my opinion. And he was the best champion in all of pro wrestling last year. All his title defenses were really good and great. And you know what I mean? And, and he pretty much, during the pandemic, uh, pretty much revitalized interest in pro wrestling in the West. So, like, I would personally, most outstanding... I would have went with gold, but like I get why they went with Kenny Omega, because a lot of not not a lot of people seen Gold's title reign. Gold's probably the best wrestler in the world right now. You know I mean, but not a lot of people seen his title reign. It's so it's not it's not far fetched to say Kenny Omega's the most outstanding wrestler of the year. I don't get why people got so upset about that. I don't get why people got so upset about AEW winning a lot of this stuff, like the Young Bucks Tag Team of the Year. I mean, can you really debate that they had the best tag team match of the year? They consistently put on good matches during, uh, you know what I'm saying, during this pandemic on TV. You kind of have to go with the, the Young Bucks, man. I would say if you want to argue anybody, it'd be somebody like maybe Dangerous Techers or uh, or even, um, it's going to sound weird, but even even Kai and BB Hulk and Dragon Gate. Like, see, and, and that's the weird thing. If anybody would be upset by how this thing shook up, it would be a guy like me. But, like, I... I didn't care. I didn't get it, man. I got it. I understand. But the, those diehard WWE fans, man, they did. He's co-opted by, uh, by by AEW and all this stuff. I'm like, nah, bro. People are just voting for, like, and it's not even like he's making these choices. His his, his listeners are. You know what I mean? And I don't agree with Dave all the time. Hell, lately I barely agree with Dave at all. But yeah, like, come on. This like, I, I just don't get it, man. And I don't get. How these weird people, they 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 don't really offer an opinion per se. They just say he's co-opted. But like, if all you watch is the WWE, if all you watch is any one thing at all, you know what I mean, you should not be an authority on who deserves, you know what I'm saying, awards for the world of pro wrestling. All you watch is literally the WWE. If all you watch is AEW, I would say the same shit. If all you watch is AEW and the WWE, I would tell you the same shit. You're not the authority, you know what I'm saying, to make that fucking decision. You know what I mean? You're just not. And you, and you, and you know you're in no position to to complain about this shit. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, my boy. Okay, I'm actually doing this live, but uh, yeah, my boy Slim said the WWE barely has a tag team division. So like, I don't get why they got so. I, I just don't understand. Because it seems to happen every year. You know what I mean? Like, why is it... Why Why do... These awards literally do not affect WWE or WWE fans at all. Yet, whenever these come out, they are always the ones that get upset. Before, it was uh, it was skewed too, too heavily towards MMA. 
And then after that, it was too heavily towards New Japan. And now, oh, he's co-opted by AEW. Well, really, you should be mad at all his listeners, man. You know what I mean? It, it, it doesn't make any sense at all. It, <laughs> but anyway... Uh, yeah, and then we got best on interviews, Eddie Kingston. I'm not going to complain about Eddie Kingston, the dude that I've been telling everyone is the greatest on the mic in the history of the business. You know what I mean? I, I've said that for years. He wouldn't have been my choice this time, but you know what I mean? I, I, I've, I've said it for years, man. I feel like uh, he he's one of the greatest to ever grab a microphone in pro wrestling, period. My choice this year would have been Jay White, though, because... Uh, and I know the Russell Kingdom promo don't count towards this. But, like, even throughout the year, man, like, uh, the way he frames his stuff, the way he could just, like, the way the way he tells stories just in the back with, like, two minutes to just talk. You know what I mean? He would have been my choice. Kingston, don't get me wrong. Like, hey, I'm t- I'm not saying Kingston robbed him. But, you know, he, he just he would have been my choice. And promotion of the year, AEW. Again, I already talked about it. Like, how can you go with anything else? Who who else who else adapted? To, who else lost the less because of COVID? Like they lost a lot, but like they lost the least. So you have to go with them. You know what I mean? It's not it's not it's no other choice. There is no other choice. You know what I mean? New Japan. As much as I thought 2020 was overly criticized, because truth be told, the only real like oh my god thing they did. Was the evil title reign, the evil Naito stuff. You know what I mean? That's like the only, oh my God, this is terrible thing, in my opinion, that they did. So I was like, you know, people was like, oh, it's bad now. I'm like, yeah, it's, it's less than. But I really believe, like, COVID is all, because all, all of people's complaints about New Japan, I really believe it's, it's COVID. I don't think the shows would have looked the same. I don't think they would have booked things the same. I don't think they would have did anything the same if COVID wasn't going on. You might have, like, some of the same champions and winners, but I don't think the, the matches would have looked the same. I don't think that at all. The G1 lacked something because the crowd couldn't react. You know what I mean? Could you imagine Ishii and White, that, that block final, in front of a crowd that did not want Jay White to win? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's just, it's just, it's just weird, man. But, yeah, AEW, easily. Best uh, TV series, uh, AEW Dynamite. Again, how could you go with anything else? But then again, I don't really like TV wrestling at all. Just because uh, I, I found myself fast-forwarding through a lot of that shit. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah I mean, hey, I mean, you could have went with... Uh, Ring of Honor was pretty good, but it wasn't on TV enough, in my opinion. Um, NXT is usually more good than bad. You know what I mean? I've seen it going worst TV show. I've seen some people say, I'm like, nah, hell no. But it's usually more good than bad. It's usually a good show. You know what I mean? It's just there's there's no buzz behind it because, you know, either either A, you enjoy the show for what it is. Oh yeah, yeah, being it was number three. I didn't even know that. Uh, my boy Slip said being elite was number three. I don't even like that shit. So like I, I'm not really the guy to uh comment on that. But um Yeah, like eight like uh NXT is usually good, but like Problem is that either A, you're watching it, hoping none of those guys get called up to the main roster because they can say what they want about NXT. It's still, like, seen as less than the Raw and SmackDown. You know what I mean? So, like, uh, you want none of those guys to get called up or they do something where it's like, does Triple H still have control of this? You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? 
So yeah, you know, AEW Dynamite match of the year was Kenny Omega and Hangman Page versus the Young Bucks. I mean, you had people, some people with no fucking horse in the race, saying that was the greatest tag match they ever saw. So like, I'm not. I'm not going to fight anybody that had that number one. That's stupid. You know what I mean, it wasn't my number one, but it, it'd be stupid to argue that. I mean, I'm not even sure it was my number two. Was it? I don't think so. Was it my it, it, it might be. My number one for sure was Naito and Okada. Uh, my number two was uh, Walter and Ilya Dragunov. And my number three was this. Yeah. And my number three was this. But yeah, like, I'm not... Come on, like, <laughs> like, if you're really mad about one of the most athletic displays of storytelling we ever seen in pro wrestling, then I don't, I don't know what's wrong with you. I don't know, but whatever. MVP awards, and I don't see how you can argue with any of these. USA, uh, Kenny Omega, and the only person I argue is John Moxley, who's also an aide. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you want to argue John Moxley, A, you know what I mean? But that's it. Uh, Japan, you got to go with Tetsuya Naito was the... Biggest star in the biggest company in Japan for most of 2020. Even though, I mean, you know, most most valuable person, you know what I'm saying? I mean, Go Shizaki was the most outstanding, So I, but I get it. You know what I mean? Ray Phoenix from Mexico. I mean, Mexico was weird because of COVID. It was completely, like, ran through because of COVID. So, like, it's hard to say. If you want to do that, fine. Do that. But, like, it, it's hard to say just because of what happened in Mexico. You know what I'm saying? Um, in Europe, we got Walter. Hey, I mean, how you gonna fight that? NXT UK champion. There's no other scene in Europe right now other than Rev Pro, and they barely do shows. I would say you could argue, um, Will Ospreay for that, but most of his time is in New Japan. So, I mean, you gotta go Walter. Not heavyweight Hiromu Takahashi. Hello? You know what I'm saying? They're setting him up to be Jushin Thunder Liger, you know what I mean? And what, what what little guy in the WWE or, or AEW or anywhere else like that could you even even fix your lips to argue? It has to be a Romo. And women's wrestling, Bailey. Again, I don't really watch the WWE, but I know she had a good year. I know her segments of SmackDown were actually some of the some of the positives about you know the WWE this year. Her and Sasha Banks. So yeah, absolutely. All right, box office draw of the year, Conor McGregor. He's always a draw. It is what it is. Feud of the year was weird because although I love Kingston and John Moxley, it was like a month and a half, and the promos are great, but it was really short, and that's fine. But I feel like there's literally nothing else. Like I guess, I guess Sasha, I guess Sasha and Bailey, but again, I didn't watch much of it, so I can't really say. Uh, there was nothing on NXT, nothing in NXT UK worth talking about. Um, you could argue going um and Katsuhiko Nakajima. You could argue that, but like, there's nothing. Oh, oh, what am I talking about? What am I talking about? Torimon versus Red. That would have been my choice. I didn't even think about that. But see, that that's the thing. See, that's the thing. Like, if I, that's what I'm saying. Like those, like Dragon Gate fans and shit. We were. You know what I'm saying? Horrendously unrep- you know, misrepresented in this. Because, like, that is the feud of the year. Like, without question. It's not It's not Moxley. Moxley and Kingston, is, it was great, but it was short. You know what I mean? But, yeah, Tory Mon and R.E.D. was incredible. It spanned the entire 2020, and it culminated at Final Gate, one of the best matches of the year. You know what I mean? The, the uh, unit disband match. You know what I mean? It went on for half of the year. You know what I mean? It, it's easily that. I didn't even think about that. But, yeah, but... 
I'm not upset about it not being here because I know not enough people have seen it. I'm not, I'm not mad about that. And Kingston and Moxley is not a bad choice. So. Most improved bit, Britt Baker. I thought she was terrible. And now she's not terrible. So that's fine. I ain't got no problem with that. Uh, I can't think of anybody else. I'm like most improved. I think MJF then came the farthest in the ring. If that means anything. Uh, Darby Allen was always good. I'm going to boy Slimp said uh, Darby Allen. He was always good. He's just doing what he always did in front of people now. He was always good, though. I, I never thought he was like no, no massive improvement in the ring. He was always this guy. He's just now doing it in front of thousands of people, a million, well, a million people every week. You know, but that, that's not a bad choice either because, like, again, more people are seeing him now. That's not a bad choice. Uh, most charismatic MJF. That's fine. Like, dude, who's gonna who's gonna argue with that? He's one of the best heels in the in the in the business. You know what I mean, I like him. Sometimes I think he's a little much. Sometimes I think the shit is a bit forced. You know what I mean, like, this is why. <laughs> like sometimes, like for real, he comes off a bit coy. Like, I was watching uh, I was watching Dynamite one week with with someone who's not a fan of like pro wrestling at all. And then she was like, this nigga's clearly acting. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, she was like, everyone else seems like kind of real on this show, but he just, it just seems a bit much. I'm like, yeah, sometimes he is a bit much. So I, I get it. Um, but yeah, I ain't gonna complain about that. He wouldn't be my choice, but I ain't gonna complain about that. I, I'd, I'd go with either Moxley, and I know it's gonna get on your nerves with Jay White. <laughs> just my opinion. But uh, yeah, I'm not gonna complain about that. Uh, best technical wrestler is Zack Sabre Jr. Who the fuck else? Maybe Jonathan Gresham. Jonathan Gresham is like the only other choice for this. But yeah, that's ZSJ. One of the greatest of all time. Best brawler, John Moxley. I mean, of course. Uh, best flying wrestler, Ray Phoenix. He's incredible this year. Um, Will Ospreay don't really fly as much no more. So he's not, I wouldn't necessarily call him a flying wrestler. Uh, Hiromu, I wouldn't even call a flyer. He's just crazy. So, yeah, it's got to be Ray Phoenix. I don't think that's really hard to, you know, argue at all. Most overrated, Bray Wyatt. I mean, I don't know. I don't watch Raw and SmackDown, so I couldn't tell you. I know that he is a prominent part of that show. And everyone, and here's the thing. Even the people that are into this, into him, The Fiend and all that stuff, even they got to realize that, uh, the, like you know what I'm saying like the dude is like he's not the he's not the ratings mover that motherfuckers think you know what I mean yeah he's so prominently featured week to week I see memes and people writing fucking all sorts of shit about this dude week to week and I'm like bro like why is he all over this show man why is he all over this show anyway uh most underrated ricochet I mean He's in the WWE. He's talented as hell. You have to roster. Not 90% of the roster, you could say. Like, damn near the whole roster. You know what I'm saying? Unless you're on NXT, and even some of them are underused. So, yeah, absolutely. Rookie of the Year, Pat McAfee. <laughs> All right, yo, here's the thing, right? Pat McAfee is so good at pro wrestling. And it's crazy to me because, like, bro, he's never done it before. But he's so good at it. Would he be my rookie of the year? I mean, he's not a bad choice. SB Kento probably would have been mine. Even though he's not necessarily a rookie. But he is, you know, but at the same time, he is a rookie. But he probably would have been mine. 
But Pat McAfee is not a bad choice at all, man. He he, he was he was he was got he was, he got everything. You know what I mean? Like he got the whole package. Uh, Yuki Mashiro is a good choice too. So is Anna J. Anna J is good. It's too bad she got hurt, but uh, Yuki Mashiro is good too. But yeah, SB Kento would have been mine. But that this again, Pat McAfee is really fucking good. <laughs> All right, uh, that's a good question. Will Hobbs. I don't know, he's been around for a couple years. He's just been on T, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. But uh, best non-wrestler, Taz. I mean, uh, of course. Like, who who else would you go with here? I'm trying to think. Who Like, 2020, who else could you really go with? It's got to be Taz. I can't think of nobody else. It's got to be Taz. Uh, no, no other prominent managers, I would say. I mean, Paul Heyman, he's always great, but, like, you know. I don't like I said I don't watch NXT, so I wouldn't feel comfortable saying that. But uh, yeah, that's fine, Taz. Yeah, that's cool. All right, uh, best television announcer Excalibur. Yeah, Jake the Snake. Oh, I forget Jake the Snake. Yeah, but I, even then I still go with Taz. But uh, yeah, best television announcer Excalibur. Uh, again, I know some people are hit or miss on Excalibur. I love Excalibur when he's by himself, like. When, like, towards the last days of, of PWG, because PWG's gone, it's not coming back. But uh, towards the last days of PWG, when he was just by himself and was forced to be a commentator, he was amazing, I thought. You know what I mean? I thought he was just really great. I think he's good every week. You know what I mean? But Jim Ross is so bad. And let's just say it, Jim Ross is bad now. But Jim Ross is so bad that, like, yo, he kind of brings everybody now, in my opinion. Like, the AEW announce team... Would be really, really, really great if Jim Ross gave a fuck. And I'm not even asking Jim Ross to be. Yeah, that's crazy. I saw that JR was like top five and best and top five and worst. You know what I'm saying? But like, my problem is, is that I, all I want Jim Ross to do is to care. That's it. I'm not asking him to know hold for hold. I'm not asking him, you know what I'm saying, to even know the backstory with everybody. Just, just care, you know what I mean? Like, just, just give just give enthusiasm, energy. Because Jim Ross's biggest strength was always energy. Jim Ross was a great, you know what I'm saying, play-by-play guy. You know what I'm saying? He knew hold for hold, all that stuff. But the thing he did better than anybody was the energy, you know what I mean? The, his, some of his calls are iconic. The 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 shit where the, my favorite call by him ever is during WrestleMania 25, when uh, Shawn Michaels kicks out of the tombstone and he says, I just had an outer body experience. You know what I mean? Shit like that. You know what I mean? Like, Jim Ross is incredible, but like, at his best. Legend. But now, he don't care at all. And it's clear he doesn't like the product. Like, it's annoying because he doesn't like the product. You know what I mean? And if he liked the product, maybe his energy would be different. But if he doesn't like the product, I feel like he should not be on TV. You know what I mean? I'm not saying he has to like everything, you know what I'm saying? But if you can't fake like you like it, then get the fuck off TV. Because your job is to put all this stuff over, you know what I mean? And he's, he's done a horrible job of that shit. All right, worst television announcer, Michael Cole. Again, I don't watch Raw SmackDown, but he's been bad for like 20 years, so. I mean, hey. <laughs> Best major wrestling show, Revolution. It was a great show. Um, let's see, um... No major NXT takeover, I think, was better than Revolution this year. Um, 
maybe one of the Wrestle Kingdom nights, you could argue one of those. Oh, the new beginning show with uh, with with, with uh, wasn't it Moxley and uh, and Suzuki? I think Hiromu and um, and Dragon and uh, Dragon Dragon Lee were on that show. I want to say that one you could argue, but yeah, Revolution is a good choice. That's a good choice. Uh, the worst wrestling show, Super Showdown. I, again, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know, man. <laughs> uh, I didn't watch the shit. Uh, best wrestling maneuver, the one winged angel. Again, it looks awesome, but sometimes it. Uh, sometimes like, I love that move. Don't get me wrong, and it's the most protected move in all of pro wrestling. Yeah, the G one from October tenth. That's the one with uh, I want to say it wasn't um, wasn't Suzuki and um, and Kota Ibushi on that show. I want to say. I want to say I can't remember, but um, I I can't remember. Not not important, but um, yeah yeah like the one wing angel. It looks cool. Sometimes it takes that motherfucker so long to set it up, and I love Kenny, but goddamn, <laughs> and it's been well protected. So yeah, like that's fine. That that, that that's fine. Um, I like the Kamigoye. That I love that move. That move looks like death every time. Uh, Coda hits it. Uh, what other moves do I like? It's a lot of moves in pro wrestling. I like, I like uh, the fact that Johnny Gargano uses the uh, the slingshot uh, DDT, the uh, the springboard over the t- that shit. That shit is he does it better than anybody in pro wrestling. That should always been his finisher, man. I love that that's his finisher now. Um, uh, fuck. Um, what's another good one? Uh, the Blade Runner. I know. <laughs> Oh, man, I know y'all tired of me sucking off Jay White, but it's true, man. Like, the Blade Runner was what the RKO used to be. Like, and that, and that's, I think that's why, I think that's why I'm such a big fan of that dude. Because he's like, if Randy Orton was interesting, that's Jay White, you know what I mean? Side headlock, you know what I mean? Randy Orton, if he was interesting, you know what I mean? Like, the way he, the way he sets up, the like, the, the, my favorite counter that he ever did into that shit is when Ibushi was going for the Kamigoye and the G1 last year, and he stood up and just dropped him with it. You know what I mean? It was so sudden, out of nowhere. He pulled him in, and then bam. You know what I'm saying? Shit, like, I love shit like that. I love, like, sudden finishes. Like, that's why I used to love, um, I used to love the stunner, man. Like, when Austin would set it up, and then bam. You know what I'm saying? I love, I love that shit. And you know it's done. You know what I'm saying? You, you know it's done. Uh, but, uh, yeah, most disgusting promotional tactic. The WWE releases wrestlers while making record profits. Yeah, that was pretty terrible when it got rid of a bunch of people when no one else did, even though everybody was going through the pandemic and they just made a shit ton of money, but they still fired all these people when literally nobody else did at that time. Literally no one. Not even Impact, you know what I mean? But they did. (laughs) All right, worst television show Raw. Again, all I see is the memes and it looks terrible, so. Yeah, what, what can I say? Worst match of the year: Bray Wyatt versus Braun Strowman. Again, I I don't know. I it, it sounds terrible. The swamp fight. Those motherfuckers really rolling around in dirt. <laughs> oh man, that's that's. Yeah, they didn't test COVID for much. Good point too. Yeah, I I didn't see that. So I oh dear God. <laughs> All right, now worst fruit of the year: Braun Strowman versus Bray Wyatt. Yo, Bray Wyatt. <laughs> It's kind of sad because I like that dude. Like, he seems like a cool guy. You know what I mean? But. 
Um, and I used to be into the character before they like kind of went like goofy with it. I was into it at first. You know what I mean? Definitely like some of his promos I used to really be into. I'm like, yo, this dude can really talk, man. You know what I mean? He definitely was going to be a super worker. And that's fine. He ain't got to be. But like, yeah, man. Uh, worst promotion of the year, WWE. How can anything else even be? Like, how could we even... How can anybody argue? I don't even... How can anybody argue that? How? <laughs> Seth Rollins versus Rey Mysterio. Oh, that's the shit with the eye, right? Yeah. Yeah. I've see, I seen that stuff. But, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, how can anybody argue worst promotion being the WWE? It's got to be. It's got to be the WWE. Best booker, Tony Khan. Yeah, of course. Um, he pretty much kept everything at a steady level. The entire time, yeah. I mean, I feel like Gato was kind of swinging that air, yeah. I mean, kind of throwing shit at the wall, hoping it stuck this year. Uh, I would give it to No Sour Ron guy if the undercard of uh pro wrestling Noah wasn't so inconsistent, yeah. I mean, but yeah, you gotta go with Tony Khan, man. He kept everything, I mean, he kept everything relatively even, I mean, relatively level. Uh, best promoter of the year, Tony Khan, yeah. Absolutely. Best gimmick, Orange Cassidy. Look, again, I don't like this shit at all. I don't like it at all. But, like, I, I see the value. I know that people like it. You know what I mean? But, yeah, I don't like that shit at all. I think it's, I think it's stupid. But, you know. Again, I am not the entirety of pro wrestling. You know what I'm saying? I can understand. Like, see, that's the thing. I can understand if I, can, if I get no value out of something, where the value lies and that it's over. You know what I mean? I was never the biggest Jeff Hardy guy, but he was one of the most overstars of the mid-2000s. You know what I mean? He had, he had charisma. You know what I'm saying? People like the shit. I, I, I let it go if people like it. If people don't care about it or people hate it and it's being, you know what I'm saying, and it's being pushed in an odd way, then that's when I got something to say. You know what I mean? Whatever, though. All right, uh, worst gimmick, The Fiend. Again, I don't watch the shit. <laughs> Best pro wrestling book, The Young Bucks. That was good. That was good. That was good. That's a really good book. I'm kind of shocked my boys didn't get this, though, man. My, my guys, man. My, my, my guys. Uh, <clears throat> my guys uh, for Voices of Wrestling, man, with the New Japan ebook. You know what I mean? They're they going to get it. One of these times, they're going to get it, man. Documentary of the year. I hadn't seen any of them, so I can't really say. Uh, but Bret Hart, I mean Bret Hart, Owen Hart's one, The Dark Side of the Ring Giant. I hadn't seen none of that, so like, I can't really say. But yeah, those are the Wrestling Observer Awards, man. People are just, these WWE fans are up in arms about that, man. But then I asked them, like, I get the gripe about Feud of the Year. I get that one. But like, Bro, can you like y'all hate Raw? Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> y'all y'all watch Raw and y'all hate it. So like, what? Ah oh, man, it, it was not good this year. It it was not. I'm sorry. Look look, and even if you felt like it was good, majority did not. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I heard this. I heard this argument. Like, well, people can't feel the last. Oh yeah, yeah. I saw the last dance. I did see that. <laughs> but uh yeah um even if you felt like it was good the vast majority of this fandom did not you know what i mean you can think something is good and you know what i'm saying be the con be the contrary to it you absolutely can and that's 100% fine 
That's a hundred percent fine, man. It's okay. It's okay. You can be you can be in the minority as long as you acknowledge that you are the minority, man. You <laughs> and I know what they're gonna say. Well, that's the you know that's the 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 most watched and and they make the most money and bop 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 bop. Yeah, because legacy has a lot to do with it, man. America is the biggest market for the consumer. The only show in town here that was a major show in town was the WWE for 20 years. That's why. You know what I mean? No other reason. No other reason at all. <laughs> That's why. You know what I mean? When Peacock when Peacock um, gave them a billion dollars to put the WWE Network on Peacock, do you think they went through and they looked at all the, the ratings numbers and all that stuff? No. They looked at the lineage of the WWE and was like, yeah, we want this content. Like, they didn't really, they didn't care about, they, I know nobody knows what's going on with that product currently. Less and less people watch it, yet they keep getting TV deals because, and, and, and streaming deals because Vince Mann is an amazing finesser. He can take, he, he know, he, he's done a great job with that brand to where when you think wrestling, you think WWE in America. You know what I mean? And most, and like I said, Americans are the biggest consumer base. In the entire world, you know what I'm saying, and that's all. That's all this is. You know what I mean? It's not that it's good. That you know what I'm saying that he keeps getting paid. That's not what's happening. You know what I mean? It's not good. But it was the only show in town for 20 years. Let me ask you a question, right? And this just goes for anyone listening to this. Like, think about it this way. Think about how big pre-COVID, because COVID kind of fucks it up. But think about how big the world of pro wrestling around the WWE was getting. AEW exists, you know what I mean? Think about how big New, J New Japan last year uh, headlined the Tokyo Dome twice. Sold it out back-to-back -back nights, you know what I mean? 70,000 people packed the Tokyo Dome in those two days, you know what I'm saying? A like I said, AEW exists. DDT, Peter Pan had 11,000 people last year, you know what I mean? Uh, Noah just ran Budokan for the first time in, what was that, like four years or something like that? Something like that? You know what I'm saying? Like... The world of pro wrestling itself is getting bigger, but the big daddy in town, the fan base is getting smaller. You know what I mean? Could you imagine if they were steadily growing? You know what I mean? Growing their fan base and all that stuff, and everybody else was growing too. We'd be back to where we were in the 90s. I really believe that. We're like, in America, wrestling was the thing. Everybody, you know what I'm saying? Even tape drayton was huge back then, you know what I'm saying? The diehard wrestling fan was just the wrestling fan for a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? I think we'd be back there if they did what they were supposed to. But, like, I don't know what it is. People are so sour on that shit now, man. You know what I mean? But <sighs> moving on. Talked enough about them. Kota Ibushi has become God. He, <laughs> he's um about to unify both titles and... It said he did said uh, backhandedly he wanted to be the junior champ too. He's taking this shit seriously. I'm very torn on this because I like that his story was he is the last Intercontinental Champion and the first IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. I like that because his whole thing was becoming God, taking New Japan to places it had not been, being the top dog in the history of the company. That's what he said he wanted to do. You know what I mean? And retiring the IC title and being the first IWGP world champion. You know what I'm saying? World, excuse me, world heavyweight champion. You know what I'm saying? That yeah, it means a lot. You know what I mean? It means a, <laughs> it means a lot. You know what I'm saying? So it, it goes with the story. 
I just believe that the Never title, which is now their secondary title, especially because they're keeping on Tanahashi now. It's their secondary title now. And, you know, who knows what's going to happen with John Moxley. Uh, I just think it's just like it's not a strong enough lineage with that belt. You know what I'm saying? And I guess that's why Tanahashi has it. You know what I'm saying? To build up the lineage. But, like, I don't know, man. What was the harm in keeping both belts? Because having both belts separate, I get why they unified it with for Naito, because that was his thing. That was the whole story. But, like, having both belts separate, right? If you want to keep running the, the Double Dome weekend, Intercontinental title one night, World title the other night. Like, you know what I'm saying? It, it, it was like a cheat code for that, you know what I mean? <laughs> now, if you want to do it, you got to come up with these creative ways to get around it like they did last year, which was so fucking terrible. Like, you had... You know, Kota Ibushi win the G1. Jay White pin him, which I was super into because I was like, holy shit. But then Ibushi get the title shot anyway because he helped Naito that one time when he fought evil. Like, come on, man. Like, oh, yeah, I got you because you helped me. Like, come on. I don't know. And then and then Naito beats, I mean, uh, Ibushi beats Naito to survive and advance to Jay White the next night. You know what I'm saying? It was just a lot. It was a lot of unnecessary shit. You know what I'm saying? Where you could have just... I don't know, man. You could have just could have just had the IC title separate and just had that defended on the first night and then do the world title on the. I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. But uh, yeah, man. I, I can't wait to see how the new belt looks. Um, Castle Attack was. Uh, I thought the first night was pretty boring, other than uh, Jay White versus Ishii. I, I thought the rest of it was pretty boring. I thought that. Okada and Evil, minus the Dick Togo stuff, was Evil's best match since the gimmick change. You know what I mean? I just wish the Dick Togo stuff wasn't so overbearing. You know what I mean? Like, because they, those two need to watch the way, god damn it, I keep doing it, but it's true. They need to watch the way Jay White does that shit. Or even Taichi used to do that shit, man. You know what I mean? Where the, 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 the structure of their matches is always the same. You know what I mean? And like, you 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 have look. That's the gimmick. You have to do it. You know what I mean? It wouldn't make sense if you didn't do it. You know what I'm saying? That's the gimmick. It wouldn't make sense at all if like all of a sudden he just goes, "Dick Togo, don't talk, don't choke this guy." I got it. It doesn't make any sense. You know what I mean? But you have you have to do it in a way that's still compelling. Like if you look at like if you look at like uh, Ishii versus Jay White. Right? I'm not saying this match is incredible, but it was a really good one. You know what I mean? I thought it was great, but like it was really good. But the cool thing about it was that Gato kind of picked his spots. You know what I mean? He kind of popped in and then popped out. And then popped in and then popped out. And every time he did, it made sense. You know what I mean? Except at the end, where at that point, I think the referee just kicks him out. But the thing that they always do is that whenever Gato gets involved, you know what I mean? It's enough for Jay to pick his spots, but it rarely ever affects the finish. You know what I mean? Because you notice, like, uh, either... Either Gato gets uh, thrown out or he gets knocked out. You know what I mean? And then at that point, you know what I'm saying, Jay's left to fend for himself. You know what I mean? And I think the story they tell with him is that eventually he needs to realize as a man, he doesn't have to do this. You know what I mean? Now, I hope they never get to that point because I'm enjoying it. <laughs> but, like, it's clear, like, that's where they're going with this. You know what I mean? Because, like, yeah, man, like, even, uh, even after he lost to... Um, after he lost to Ishii, I mean Ishii, after he lost to Ibushi at Wrestle Kingdom, 
he was like, you know, if I can't do it myself, why am I doing this for? And then, you know, he came back early because I 100% believe because attendance was so god-awful. So they had to pop a number. <laughs> so, uh, but I think eventually he's going to learn that lesson. That's how he's going to turn face. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying, like, you know, the bullet club's going to turn on him. I'm not saying any of that. But, like, he's going to turn face. You know what I mean? And that's how they'll do it. I think Abushi's reign will last until, like, June. Until, like, June. Or, or maybe even longer. Because, like, they might do something where um, Okada's chasing this new title. You know what I mean? Where, because, you know, he won his, uh, he won the, the title, his first attempt at it. Maybe he can't do that this time. Maybe the next story is Okada can't win this thing. You know what I mean? He needs to change it up. Because God has this belt. You know what I mean? Maybe that's the next story they tell. I don't know. They're usually pretty intricate about that. I'm, I'm not always cool with how they get there, but they usually have a plan, you know what I mean, to uh, to get there. Slimp, I see that. By the way, I'm recording this live, so I'm getting, like, messages and stuff, but uh, I'll talk about that later. Not tonight. But, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So, yeah, I, New Japan Cup's coming. Uh, I feel like the, the, the favorite for that, uh, I, I'm, I, think, I think it's probably going to be Shingo. That's what I think. I think Shingo's probably going to win it. He'll be a good defense to Sakura Genesis for Ibushi. I mean, he'll probably lose, but I think Shingo will probably win. Um, you know, I'd, I'd like to see Jay White win, but that's not going to happen. I'd like to see Okada win, but that's not going to happen either. It, it's, it's, it's probably going to be Shingo, I think. Just what I think. Will Ospreay would be a good choice, too, but I don't think it's going to happen either. I think, I think he has other things... In the pipeline for him. But yeah, fuck all that. Let's talk about FMW. I mean AEW. Exploding barbed wire deathmatch, right? I don't really care about the rest of this card. It could be cool. Because uh, he has the never title slump. But yeah, the rest of this card could be cool. It could be cool. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I don't really care about that, man. I'm very curious how they're going to do this damn exploding barbed wire deathmatch. Because like... What's funny is, is that I remember when they announced it, I got a flood of messages, like, because I, I got a buddy who watches AEW. He's like a casual wrestling fan, you know what I mean? Well, I told him to check out AEW, because, you know, maybe, maybe. So, when, when, when Kenny jumped Mox and said it was going to be an uh, exploding barbed wire death match, instantly my phone calls and he goes, Marquine, what the hell is an exploding barbed wire? That's how I found out about it, because I didn't see it live, but... He called me instantly and was like, Marquine, what the hell is an exploding barbed wire deathmatch? I was like, well, they did them a lot in Japan back in the 90s. Why, what's up? He was like, because Kenny Omega just said that him and Mox are going to have one. I was like, what? <laughs> um, I, I'm just curious, man, because I know Mox has said a bunch of times that he's a big fan of Megumi Kudo. And I kind of feel like that they're going to go out there and just redo the Kudo and Toyota match from like, uh, from the combat Toyota Megumi Kudo match from like, I think it's like 96 or 97 or something like that, which is a fine match to emulate. Don't get me wrong. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so uh, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's I, I think it's going to be everything it should be. I'm worried about them dudes because I know how serious John Moxley takes matches like this. I'm a little worried about them. I think he might do some dumb shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> and uh, it, it's kind of cool seeing Kenny in that sort of environment. 
that's what I'm looking forward to the most. Out of I, I don't even, I don't even really know what else is on that card. I don't even think it really matters. I know the women's tournament final is on it. Some street fight with uh, Darby Allen and Sting and. And and, and 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 Brian Cage and, and fucking Ricky Styles. I don't care about that. I don't give a damn about that. You know what I'm saying? I don't care about that. I don't care, man. Just, I want to see exploding barbed wire. That's all I care about, man. As the FMW nerd in me wants to see that, man. <laughs> I've been watching a bunch of the old matches. I'm like, dear God, what are they going to... Because, you know, Kenny is a, a student of pro wrestling, man. He's seen it all. And Mox is a nerd about hardcore stuff. I know they're going to... Just try, and I love the fact that Tony Khan is a nerd. Like Tony Khan isn't just—I I watched a bunch of Attitude Era. Yeah, I mean, I, I watched Raw and Nitro every week. Nah, he—he's—he was trading tapes. Yeah, you know I mean, he was watching the territories. You know what I'm saying? Looking, looking at old shit. Yeah, you know I mean, and he said himself like one of his favorite matches ever is Funkin' uh and Foley, the uh, King of the Death match final. You know what I'm saying? So I, if you know anything about that, that match might mirror this. You know what I mean? <laughs> but yeah, expect a bunch of landmines and all that stuff. I just want to know how to how that match will land with a modern pro wrestling fan. You know what I mean? Yeah, Funkin' Onita, that's a good one too. Yeah, I just I, I wonder how it'll land with them, man. Because I I'm, I'm seriously I don't know if people will get it. You know what I mean? But I, I'm excited. I'm curious to know how they'll do it. <laughs> but yeah, fuck the rest of that card. I mean, it could be good. I. If I thought, I think I do know the card. I think it's like MJF and Jericho versus the Young Bucks. That's fine. I don't care about any of that stuff. Like, I just, just I want to see the bar death match. Uh, All Japan Pro Wrestling. I want to talk about that for a second. Um, is there a company in in the world, maybe, with the lack of star power? Because, like, <laughs> that company truly has one person. That's the stuff. I don't care how you slice it. I don't care how you rearrange it. Kento Miyahara is the only star in that company. You know what I mean? And it's their own doing. Because they have guys that are are right there. You know what I'm saying? It could be stars. You know what I mean? Like, they have, like, the Zeus. And they have the... Well, Ishikawa is not there anymore. Uh, they got Nomura. And Jake Lee. Which they... Who they just... By the way, that was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, the Shino Jake Lee double turn, incredible. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> like, like yo, it was like uh, the unit itself who were kind of tweeners. They all turn on their leader while you know what I'm saying. It's a very tried and true way to you know what I'm saying. Pro, res- pro wrestling isn't hard. Oh yeah, Seema. Okay, Seema don't count, but Seema is a freelance dude. He's like, he don't count. He's not one of he's not one of theirs. He's he's to quote the meme where the money resides. You know what I mean? He's not <laughs> He's not, you know what I mean? He's not one of theirs, you know what I'm saying? But uh Yeah, man, I I just it, it I wish that cause they put on shows that I like. You know what I mean? They're one of like the 80 companies I follow, you know what I mean? <laughs> and like they, they have wrestlers I like, but like I don't know, like the booking has hindered them so much to where, like, it's hard to grow if you don't believe in anyone. You know what I mean? And their biggest problem is you can't believe in that roster at all because the only one that's been booked to look any good is Kento. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know, man. And that title match was so weak, man. God damn. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, they got a weak champion. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just, yeah, it's just... 
I don't know. I don't know. It makes me sad because I like a lot of that roster. Really does me. And like a uh, slip brought up in my live chat, uh, Seema is their junior champ right now. You know what I mean? And normally I would be super. By the way, his match that uh, he won the title was like the best All Japan match of the year. Really good match. But um, normally I'd be super excited about that if the company felt hot. You know what I mean, everybody, we all know what we want SEMA to be. They need to put aside their differences, you know what I mean, and get this shit done. I understand everything that happened, you know what I mean, but COVID is going on. COVID has made everything weird. Could you imagine if the way Dragon Gate vanquishes Red is the Stronghearts? Could you imagine? Could you imagine? <laughs> I wish they would. Just come, just come together, you know what I mean? <laughs> and realize, like, look, if we do this, bro, we can make this money. If Seema, if Seema popped up, if Seema and the Stronghearts popped up in Dragon Gate, man, this is, that, that, that's, that's, that's the move. Because Red has gone on for a long time. Longer than most of their heel stables, it feels, it feels like, at least. You know what I mean? And it seems like there's no... Because they, they seem to get stronger and stronger. So, like... There may be no end in sight. That's like the most amazing way to do this, man. And then, you know, they, you know, Seamus ties with, if he still has them with AEW and a lot of the motherfuckers over there. Could you imagine the Dragon Gate guys working with AEW? Yeah, because I mean, pretty much Tony Khan, you can tell he's trying to work with everybody. Hell, the New Japan thing with, uh, with, um, AEW. You know what I'm saying? He's trying to work with everybody. Wouldn't that be cool? Wouldn't that be something? You know what I mean? Could you imagine? Could you imagine? Uh, could you imagine fucking Ben K? Well, he's hurt right now, but uh, could you imagine? I don't know anyone on that roster. You know what I'm saying? Versus the. Could you imagine like before Yoshino gets out the game, Speed Muscle versus the Lucha Bros on American TV for everyone to see? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't know, man, but that that's what they need to do. But yeah, man, I ain't even talk about the Forbidden Door. How did I go this whole podcast without talking about the Forbidden Door? I guess I, I do kind of talk about it. I guess I do have to talk about it. Uh, I know Slim, who's in the live chat, he uh, left a message like, do I do I think I'll see Kenny versus Coda, champion versus champion? I mean, if the pandemic wasn't happening, very possible. You know I mean, I, I don't think they'll do it with the pandemic going on. I think to, if they do that match, you know what I'm saying, they, they, want, they, want, a, they want asses and seats for that. I don't think they do that during the pandemic. But, uh, yeah, it's cool. It's cool for both places, man. Um, it's cool for New Japan because they need help to pretty much cross over to America. I think it's been harder than anticipated because they lost pretty much like the Western fan base when Kenny and them left. They can say whatever they want to. But they lost like the, well, not the, but the casual Western fan base. Because you had people that are literally just fans of those dudes, not necessarily fans of New Japan. You know what I mean? So uh, it, it it definitely benefits them getting those dudes on the American shows, or, or or doing things with them to just get eyes, the Western eyes back on the New Japan product, and it's clear it definitely worked with AEW fans. Cause do you remember the buzz when Kids came out? You know what I mean? AEW fans they want to see a lot of those dudes. You know what I'm saying? It's like it works both ways, man. It helps both sides, and then also they can send. AEW can send their dudes over there for tours, you know, to get reps. Like, a lot of the dudes, like, the, the smaller dudes, invest in Super Juniors. You know what I mean? 
Just to get reps and stuff. You know, just to, you know what I mean? Absolutely. It's a win-win. But I don't have much else to say about that because we don't know the extent of it. So we don't know how far it's going to go. We know John Moxley beat Kenta and retained the U.S. title, so there's something to that. What does that mean? I don't know. I don't know. KG Muto is the GHC champion. I don't even want to talk about it that much. He's the GHC champion. I just got to talk about <laughs> how Goshiyazaki is the best wrestler in the world. And I also feel like this match kind of added to that because uh, he, um, I'm not saying it was a great match, but it was way better than it should have been. Keiji Muto's bad. <laughs> he's, he's like a million years old and he's bad. And this match was way better than I thought it'd be. I thought it was pretty good. I didn't think it was anything great. I know some people do. I know some people thought it was terrible. Like, yeah, it wasn't terrible. It, it, was, it was cool. It wasn't bad. It's pretty good. It's not anything I remember. I love the finish. I love how it came out of nowhere. The only thing that bothered me, though, is that Muto looks like an old dude. He looks like an old dude. He looks like, you know what I'm saying, like like an old dude and had too much to drink. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's trying to fight all the young guys. And I felt like a dude who pretty much has taken a beating for six months against Kashiko Nakajima. And Takashi Sugira, and all the you know what I'm saying, and just every other challenger he's had, for him to lose to that dude at this point in his career, I don't know. I don't know. It just wasn't a good look. And I know, I know their strategy. I know their strategy is, uh, well, Mudo will get like the nostalgia fan, the the fan that's nostalgic for the '90s, the WWE tactic, pretty much. You know what I mean? Mudo will get the fan that once you know they remember him as great Muda. And, and 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 when he was the triple crown champion, you know what I mean? And the IWG, you know what I'm saying? And pe- people, you know what I'm saying? People want him, they, they want to do it in that way. But I'm just not so sure, especially during the pandemic, that really makes a difference right now. I just I just kind of thought it was a bad move, man. And I know what they want. They want Kitamiya to, um, to, to, to beat Mudo. And uh, they want to do Shiozaki and Kitamiya. And that's fine. But, like, you could just have Kitamiya beat him. They just have him beat <sighs> You have to do this. You don't have to do it this way. But anyway, that's it, y'all. I'm not going to uh, talk anymore. I've blah, blah enough. But, uh, yeah, you know, I, I just had a lot to say. And, you know, this was the best place to do it. But anyway, peace out, y'all. I will holler.